In this video, we're going to play a bit of a game. I have three different data sets here, and we need to figure out which of these data sets come from either a linear, linear, quadratic, quadratic, or exponential function. Exponential function. And just as a reminder, a linear function is of the form y is equal to mx plus b. A quadratic is of the form y is equal to ax squared plus bx plus c. And an exponential is of the form y is equal to some constant, let's call it a, times some number to the x power. Now, the way to tell them apart, and I'm going to actually show you, it'll, be, it'll probably be intuitive for you for a linear function, and maybe even for an exponential. The quadratic, the technique I'm going to use, might not be intuitive. And I'll actually prove it, for it to you in the next video, or at least show you an example in the general case of why it makes sense. But the way to tell a linear function is that when you increment x by a constant amount, y will always change by a constant amount. So when you always increase x by 1, y should always increase by a certain amount. So let's look, let's, just using that as our, kind of our, our first uh, guideline, let's see which of these represent a linear function. So over here, so in all of these examples, as we go from one data point to the next, we're increasing x by 1. And it's very important that you pay attention to that, because if you, did, if you weren't, you would have to adjust things a little bit. But in all of these, we're always increasing x by 1. So let's look at our change in y's. When we go from the first data point to the second data point, our change in y is 60. When we go to the second to the third, our change in y is 90. So that immediately tells us we're not dealing with a linear function. When, when our change in x is 1, our change in y here is 60, then it's 90, and then if you go here, what is it? It's like 135. So this one is clearly not linear. Let's look at this one over here. Our first change in y is 2, then our next change in y is 0. Once again, not linear. As we increment x by, by a constant amount, our y does not increase or decrease at a constant amount. So once again, this one is not linear. Now let's look over here. Once again, we're increasing x by 1 through on every data point. And when we go from this first data point to the second data point, y decreases by 3. And then we go from the second to the third. Once again, y decreases by 3. Third to the fourth, y decreases by 3. 1 to negative 2, once again, decreases by 3. And we just keep decreasing by 3. So whenever we change x by 1, when we increase x by 1, y goes down by negative 3. So we actually have a constant slope. We could say our change in y over change in x is equal to when x is, goes up by 1, y goes down by 3. This is the definition of slope. This is the m in this equation right here. Our changes are constant. So this one right here is linear. This one right here is linear. Now quadratic, there's an interesting, we could call it a trick right now, because I haven't really showed you why it works. But in a quadratic, your changes in y, the, the changes in y are not going to be constant, as was the case in the linear. But the change in the changes of y will be constant. Let me write that down. It probably makes no sense to you right now. But when you see an example, it'll, it'll be kind of fun. Change, change in, change in y constant, constant. Let me show you what I mean. 
So over here, let's look at this first one over here. So we went from 120 to 180. That was an increase of 60. 180 to 270. That was an increase of 90. Then we went from 270 to 405, which is an increase of 135. Now when I talk about the change in the change of y, these are the change in y's. What are the change in the change of y's? Well, we went, we had a change of 60, then we had a change of 90. So that was a change in the change of y of 30, or a difference of the difference. You could view it that way if you like. Then we go from, then we had a change of 90, and then we had a change of 135. So the change in the change, let's see, that is 45. So here, the change in the change in y, or the difference of the difference, is not constant. We we grew by 60. And then we grew by 90, which was 30 more than 60. Then we grew by 135, which was 45 more than 90. So this is not constant over here. So this tells us that this is not a quadratic function. Now let's look at this over here. The change in the in y, let's write that down. This clearly was not linear. We increased by 2 here, increased by 0 here, increased by negative 2 here increased by negative 4 here, increased by negative 6 there. The change in y's are definitely not constant. But let's look at the change in the change of y's. So we increased by 2, then we increased by 0. So this was a negative 2 in the change in the change of y, or the difference of the difference. Then when you go from 0 to negative 2, we changed by 0, then we changed by negative 2. That is a change in the change of negative 2. Then you go from negative 2 to negative 4, a change in the change of negative 2. This one's starting to look quadratic. We changed by negative 4, then we changed by negative 6. Once again, a change in the change of negative 2. So this data right here fits, fits our requirement for a quadratic. And I, I'm just kind of giving it to you as a trick right now. In the next video, I'll actually show you why this works. I'll show you an example, just so you get the gut feeling of why it should work. So this one right here is quadratic. So you might say, hey, Sal's you know, gave us three examples. One of them's going to be linear. One of them's going to be quadratic. One's going to be exponential. This one's probably going to be exponential. And you are probably right. But let me give you the way that we can figure out if something is exponential. So when x increases by 1 in an exponential, you should always have a constant multiplying factor. So when you go from one term to the next term, they should be the, they should be a, a similar ratio from one to the next. So in, instead of just subtracting, in this case, 120 from 180 and 180 from 270, to test for an exponential function, what you want to do is check whether the ratio of when you increment x by a constant amount, whether the ratio of the y's are the same. So when we increased x by 1, y went from 120 to, to 180. So it increased by 18 over 12 is 1.5. So we went from this term to this term. Let me clear all of this stuff out here. Let me clear this. So when we went from here to here, this was times 1.5. And then when we go from 180 to 270, once again, that looks like we're going times 1.5. right? Half of 180 is 90. Add that to 270. So once again, we're increasing by 1.5. 270 to 405, half of 270 is 135. That's how much we're increasing by. So once again, we're increasing by 1.5. So every step of this way, we are multiplying the, the previous term by 1.5 to get the next. And that actually tells us that actually tells us that this right here is a 
1.5. But the, the, our point here isn't to actually figure out the formulas. The, the point here is to classify them. So now we know definitively that this right here, at least given the data we have, is an exponential exponential function. Anyway, hopefully you found that. Hopefully you found that fun.